You're listening to Culture Camp. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organization. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jason Haugen. All right, welcome back to another episode of Culture Camp. I got a really awesome episode for y'all today. I got the one of the greatest human beings I've ever met, Mr. Justin Prince. Justin, thank you for being on the show. Jason, my brother, it's seriously such an honor to be on with you, man. I'm so uh, I'm so proud of what you've accomplished, what you've created. And I don't say that like a dad to a son. I say that like a just like freaking peer to peer, dude. It's just been so cool to watch you create what you're doing and uh, just really happy for you, dude. Really proud of you and respect you a ton. No, it means a lot, man. That, that, that really means a lot coming from you because I respect the heck out of you too. I mean, we got connected a, a, a long time ago um, in the network marketing world and you know, you're know you crushing it, still crushing it. I mean, doing just so many amazing things and respect the heck out of what you built because I I know personally that you know it's it's a it's a a doggy dog world and a, and a tough industry, but you've been able to to crush it and and, and do your thing, and it, it it just means the world. And I'm really excited for this one because you have so many things going on. You've done some awesome events. You've been able to rub shoulders with some incredible people, like one of them, John Maxwell, that you've been able to. I think I've even seen in your social media you traveled down to like Costa Rica or somewhere with them with yeah. your son, and then yeah. not, which yeah, I want to talk about because you know your son's out on a mission right now, but he was grinding with you, um, doing some awesome things, which I can really relate to him because that's how I kind of was with my mom and dad back that's in right. back in that world. That's right. And um, but you know you're a you're an author. You know you got a book coming out called Be the One, or or it's coming. It's is it come out? It's come out yet? Or is it coming out? Yeah. So it, it, the time of our recording right now, it launches in, in five days on September 26th. Okay. So uh, it's coming out. Uh, you know, we're kind of coming to the home stretch. Well, we'll, we'll get this episode out. What is that? Uh, we'll get this episode out on, on Monday. So it'll launch cool. the, on Love Tuesday. It. So um, we'll get this one out super, super quick because I'm really excited to talk about that book. But you built an amazing network marketing business. You built a coaching program. Um, I mean, you, you have definitely created a you know, personal brand that beats most. And so I'm just really excited to get get on this and start talking about, um, you know, kind of your story and how you got into this world. I know you got a fascinating story, um, you know, through network marketing, through the other things you've been able to do. So let's just get into your story, man. Yeah, no, brother. Like I said, I appreciate it. And that's, you know, it's, it was kind of surreal to have to, to think about the way you were raised. But in this case, I would be playing in this case, the role of your dad, who uh, your, your parents, I both look up to both of them a ton. And then to think of my son playing the role of you, you know, I hope he turns out like you, um, you know what I'm saying? Like my son's a great kid, dude. Just like, I'm sure your, your folks thought about you and your brother and stuff. But, means a lot, man. No, you're, you're a, you're a really great dude and a really great example of, of the training and teachings that you learn from your folks, which is really cool. So, you know, I was, a uh, I was born in Salt Lake city, Utah. My wife and I live in St. George now. It's about four hours South of Salt Lake in the, down in the desert. Okay. And you know, we have four kids. My oldest son's 19. My baby son is 11. So they're bookends. And then I have 16 and 14 year old daughters in the middle. And I'm a daddy first, for sure. I'm a husband first, for sure. You know, I came from a divorced family at age 12. Uh, I was my mom's oldest. When she married my dad, he had a, a, a daughter that was five and a son that was four. And so I was my mom's oldest. So I w moved in with my mom as the oldest boy at home, as the oldest child at home. And we moved 13 times in the next seven years to the teenage years. Wow. Uh, I have no kind of professional background. My professional background was making pizzas. It was uh, doing construction work. I worked at a mall kiosk. 
you know, selling animated Bible videos at a mall. I tease people. I'm, the mall is where we all used to go when the Amazon was a river. Right. And I was the dude you tried to avoid at the mall because I, you know, the kiosk workers, you try not to make eye contact with those guys. Right. You know? And I always had big dreams and big goals in my life. Like I always wanted my life to matter. I always felt like I wanted to accomplish something with my life, you know, and when I was 25 years old, I was introduced to my first kind of business idea. And, uh, I just went for it. I got, I got kind of past my fear and I got past my skepticism. And I just went for it. And the long story short is I, I succeeded in that business, but the, right as I was kind of like cresting over, like to, you know, be full time and make it happen. Uh, the company itself that we were, you know, kind of distributing their products for the company itself went out of business. And so when that happened, you know, you're below zero financially back on credit cards, back on taxes. I've just in a really, really, really tough financial situation, lost my entire income overnight. Wow. And I, I remember at one point, uh, we, I had moved my, my wife and now two kids into the loft of my wife's parents' garage. So I'm 27 years old. I'm a grown man. My two kids sleep in the closet. My wife and I sleep in this little loft area. Uh, I have two part-time jobs now. I, I went and got, got a job to do during the weekdays and another job to do the, during the weekends to like make enough money to kind of keep, keep, you know, some cash coming in. And then I went and started another business, kind of got the courage again to go again. And man, I was just grinding, just grinding, trying to see if I could make it all happen. And I remember, you know, there's many nights I remember laying in bed at night with my wife and it's like one in the morning and it's pitch black and we're both laying there asleep. And I say to her, I go, are you awake? <laughs> and she goes, yeah. She goes, are you awake? I go, yeah. I go, am I crazy? Like, am I chasing a fake dream? Like, is this ever going to happen for us? Like, I like, I knew it was possible for folks like your dad and your mom. I knew it was possible for people like you. I knew it was possible. Right. I just not know if it's possible for me. And my guess is there's people listening to this right now. You know, they're at the gym, they're in their car, they're, you know, whatever, they're on a walk. And they're asking themselves kind of the same question. Like, is it possible for me? Like, I know it's possible for Jason. Is it possible for me? Right. And, you know, since that time, my friends, I've, uh, man, went on to build five different multi-million dollar businesses. My current business, 11 years ago, I came into a company that had had eight years of declining revenue, eight years in a row of like double digit per year decline. Wow. So the company was going the wrong direction fast. Wow. And I came in originally as a consultant to help them kind of transform it. And then ultimately, uh, became an equity partner and then went out and started building the sales, the sales and marketing team. So we launched a, a business uh, 10 years ago. That business has done, you know, our team's in over 2.5 billion in revenue, paid out over a billion in commissions. That's incredible. We've acquired millions of customers, spoken literally all over the world. And I now <laughs> get to add my list of people to this proverbial list of people that get to tell your audience that it's possible, that it's possible to create and to design an extraordinary life and that their dreams and that their goals are possible. And I, I wrote this book called Be the One. And for me, Be the One is just a two parts. There's two parts of it. The first one is this. It's not become the one because you already are the one. So think of it this way, Jason. If you were to take your parents, like think of your, in your case, think of like the love you have for mom. Think of the love you have for your dad. Right. Think of if you, if you knew your grandparents or if you maybe knew your great grandparents. If you were to go up 12 generations in your family lineage, 12 generations over the last 400 years was approximately over as approximately 400 years, it was 4,094 people, 4,094 people came together from all over the world. They lived, they bled, they sweat, tears, uh, trials, triumphs, strengths, tragedies, joys, pains, all of the richness of life, all of them from all over the world came together to have you, like you are the one and your life has value and purpose and meaning like you are the one that this happened for. The second part though is be, it's not become it, it's be it. And what that means is be is such a present word. So I wanted to 
encapsulate this journey that I've been on, you know, of almost 21 years of marriage, multiple, you know, in this case, a business failure, but then also business successes, the pains and the joys and say, how did this happen? How did you, how did you do billions in sales and how did you overcome it? And I put it into chapters to where every single one of the chapters are practical, tactical steps for you to be the one today. In other words, you already are the one, but here's how you be that one today. And uh, so I'm really passionate about it, excited about it. I think it's going to be a book that's going to change literally millions of people's lives. Uh, that, that's so cool, man. And like, that's crazy to think about. There's 4,000, you know, something people between you and, you know, those generations. And, you know, you're right. Like my mom always used to say, if they're always used to say, sorry, uh, if it is to be, it's up to me. And like, I always kind of look at that and I'm like, you know, I did have, you know, successful parents and, you know, I thank them to death. Like they're, they're the greatest human beings in the world. They've impacted millions of people. And, you know, they had left their, you know, a, a, a fingerprint on the earth. You know, I truly believe that because I still run into people all over the country that are like, oh my gosh, are you Randy and Valerie's son? Like, of course, I guess course. I am like, you know, and, and, and that's super cool to see, um, you know, but it's kind of funny because, you know, me and your son are in the same, in the, in the exact same kind of situation, right? Where we actually st- statistically are less likely to be successful or, or to run our own companies or to do our own thing because generally that second generation doesn't, doesn't really understand what mom and dad did, or they're kind of just sitting here waiting like, Hey, I'm just going to chill until mom and dad, you know, give it to me or pass away or whatever, whatever happens. And so it's kind of funny because people are always like saying that against, you know, me and I'm like, actually, let's pull up the the stats and look at statistically I have, I'm less likely to succeed than you are. Um, but at at the end of the day, it's just deciding that decision. And and I love it because I've, you know, followed you on social media and I love watching your son, like like the moment that he, I, I don't know, I kind of feel like it was a couple of years ago, but there was like a moment I felt like where all of a sudden he decided to become the one and be the one right. and, and really be like, Hey, I'm going to make something with my life. And he was in high school yeah. and which I love because there's really no age to this. And, you know, there's no age to making those decisions. And, and it's kind of funny. Like I, I, I guess I never really put it in, together until we're having this conversation, but I made that decision in high school. You know, yeah. I started reading those books. I stopped, you know, I really, um, now I'm not going to say I was like a, you know, a, a hermit at my house, but I was going home and asking, you know, interviewing my dad, Hey, what does it be successful? What, you know, back then they had tapes. So they were, you know, what tapes yep. did I have to listen to and all those, and all those yep. types of things. But it was just, it comes down to a decision, um, you know, to, to do that. And it, 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 it it's a hundred percent up to you, right? Like it's, 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 it's just that decision. And I love that. Um, one thing I want to so check this out, bro. Let me, let me hit you with yeah. this before you move to this next point. Cause you, you said something that's so powerful and I don't want your audience to miss it. So there's a lot we can learn about words from the, the root of the word. In other words, where did the word come from? So the, the word decision, you heard him, Jason, a couple times talked about decision. Decision's a Latin word. So the word is broken into two parts. Cision meant to cut and D meant off. So when they meant that, when they created the word incision, it cut in and a decision cut off. So what, is, what does that mean, cut off? Imagine you come up to a, a moment in your life and you make a decision to go right, right? You can go le- right or left, but you choose to go right. What happened is you cut off all other possibilities of going left because you went right. And so every decision that you've ever made in your whole life, think of it this way, every decision you ever made your whole life, every single one has put you listening to these words from Jason and I right now at this moment. You made an appointment to be here. And listen, You've never been this 
you'll this uh, old before and you'll never be this young again. So you can't always control what happens, but you can control what happens next. Right. You can make literally a decision today as you hear our discussion to be the one. Right. You say starting right now when the future generations look up in our family lineage, they'll say it was her you right. know, or it was him. He's the one that broke the generational. He made the decision to break the generational curse of abuse. Right. It was her that made the decision to break the generational curse of addiction in our family. Or it was him that my great, great, great grandpa that taught us the economic principles that set our family free, taught us the the, the, the principles of it. Right. You can be the one today to make that decision. And, and Jason, what's so interesting is at some point in your folks' life, at some point, they made that decision. And For sure. at some point in your life, in your case in high school, you made this like almost like almost a conscious decision and that cut off all their possibilities. You're like, yo, I'm going to be the one. I'm going to go make my life happen. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to be a victor. And there's so much to be taught for all of us by following that example of you making that that line in the sand demarcation decision to go do that. Right. And and and, and it's true because it's 100% up to you. I mean, you you design the life that you want, right? Like you it's it's like I was I was uh, you know, I'm talking with people and they're like, "Oh, well my family did this or my family did that or I, I grew up in this area. I grew up in that area." And I'm like, "Well, it doesn't matter." Like my mom and dad grew up in a very very you can say poorer area of Utah. And they used to look up on the bench in the hills in these big old houses and say, I'm going to live up there. I'm going to live up there. I'm going to live up there. Mm-hmm. And then they did buy a house up there. And then all of a sudden, then they built the, one of the largest houses in, you know, in northern Utah, over 20,000 square feet and 27 acres of a gorgeous estate. And it was just from the decision that they were like, I'm not going to keep being, you know, broke. I'm not going to keep being who I, you know, where, where society says that I have to be or my friends said that I have to have to be. And the cool thing. Um, what they did is they had the opportunity to help a lot of their friends and a lot of their friends did, did have success in that network marketing, um, company that they were in and they, they were still best friends to this day. And, you know, I would traveled with them, travel with their kids. And so we all kind of stayed close, which was super cool. Um, but it's just that decision that you have to make. And, you know, you gotta, it's, you know, sometimes it's just talking to yourself in the mirror saying, is this the life that I want? And if it's not, then you know, my dad says it's a kind of fork in the road, then take, take the, the fork that, you know, where, where it leads, it's going to be hard. Like, this isn't going to be easy. No one said building any type of business or having any, you know, type of influence or anything like that is easy, but it's, it's, you know, totally worth it. Um, you know, to be able to design the life that you want, you know, especially watching, you know, what you're doing with your wife on those date nights and, you know, on a private plane and going with your kids and doing different things. I mean, that's, that's amazing. I mean, that like, I look at that and I'm like, that's, that's success. That's freedom. That's, that's the yeah. ultimate life. Um, you know, but it all comes down to the decision to, to, to do it. And no matter what other people say. So I love that. One thing I want to want to go back to is I want to ask you, you know, when you were 27 years old and you, you, you lost everything and you're, you know, with your in-laws, you know, in that, you know, that above the garage or whatever you were at, how hard was it to, to like, to mentally get over the defeat or to feel to like, to just get through that rut? Because you know, like with our company right now, like we've had a lot of success and this market has kicked our butt. Um, it's extremely yep. hard. And so, you know, I'm not living in, you know, my in-laws loft, but man, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm feeling it hard with me, with me got going on. So how hard was that to get through that? Or like, what, what, how, how did you set yourself up to, to, to like prime it for the next jump of, you know, success? So good. Brother, let me start by saying this. I watched one of your posts the other day and you were basically like, yo, you see the highlight reel you know, kind of on social or on podcasts, whatever it is. And sometimes we don't talk about 
the, the struggle section, when we're in the struggle section, we might talk about it after, you know, like, oh, dude, the struggle is hard, but now we're crushing it. Right. It's, 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 it's challenging. It takes a lot of humility to talk about the struggle in the struggle, but man, the, the struggles where you want to take the most notes. Right. Because people will relate more to your struggles than they will your victories and the struggle is such a great teacher. And so I really admire that you're doing that all, by the way, all businesses are freaking taking a beating right now. This is not an easy time. It's a weird, it's a really, I was just at lunch with a, a successful friend of mine. And it's like, there's like market forces that normally when this one goes down, uh, this one goes down right now. They're like counter forces, like one's going down, but it's driving another one up. Cause another one, it, it, there's a bunch of market forces that are not quite sure how, with inflation and everything. It's not quite sure how to figure it's out, itself out right now. And I right. think for a lot of us, uh, as you kind of analyze the market, I think most people would say, first of all, we are, we're either in or heading into a recession. And I think a lot of people are like, this isn't the end of it. Like we're like, so we still got, you know, some time to go, you know, we still got, you know, time ahead of us that it's going to be very uncertain. We'll probably be a winter, a winter season economically. Right. So I really love that you're talking about that. So a couple, couple quick things that I would share. One of the, one of the frameworks I teach in my book is it's, I call it a three C success loop. It's a loop that's, that, that it all feeds itself and it spins. It spins like a, like a tire, like a loop. The first one is confidence. And the foundation of your success is believing in yourself. I remember uh, my son was cleaning out our cold storage one day. This is, uh, this is a couple years ago, but it was about, oh, let's see, that would have been, this is about six years ago. He's cleaning out our cold storage and he brings up this, it was a plastic bin. And Jason was crazy because as all my old personal development books and old CD series that I used to listen to and even had little notes and journals and things that I, that I had written back when I was living in the loft of my wife's parents' garage, like wow. that's that section, those couple of years, wow. you know, and one of them was from an event. So our company put on an event, Jason, you'll, you'll relate to this. The company will put on an event. We've all been to events, you know, where like the, the event has a theme, it's called ignite or it's called uh, momentum or whatever they, they, they theme the event. Right. And so I remember when I was looking at this notebook, the notebook was a themed notebook, you know, and I was like, oh, dude, I remember that event. And so I start looking at the notes and my friends, it was surreal to look at it because I, I remember kind of the emotions, both of that speaker. I remember because I was like, oh, I remember when they said this, but more importantly, I remember me sitting in the back of the room. I had two people on my team with me. There's probably 6,000 people in the room. I'm sitting in the very back row wondering if it's possible for me, you know, wife lofted by my wife's parents garage, two little babies at home. I didn't have money to get to this event. I'm not staying at the hotel that their events at. I'm staying seven miles down the street where you don't take, dare take off your socks in the grimy little room. Right. I just like, oh, dude, I keep flipping through the page. The last page, check this out. Flip, 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 flip. And it was just surreal to like refill these emotions of where my belief system was because I was taking a beating, Jason. At this point, you're in the middle of the fight. You're in the middle of the struggle. And it's one of those ones where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to win or lose. Like this is, I'm in the middle of the fight. Right. The last page I turned to it and in all caps at the bottom of the page, all caps has four words. I believe in myself. Wow. And I was like, I literally started tearing up. I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause it was about 11 years after I wrote that, that I'm like, just, I was in a totally different situation in my life. And I thought, how did I believe in myself during that season when I <laughs> probably should, you know, probably didn't have a lot of reasons to believe in myself. And it's because the foundation of your success is believing in yourself. And I just thought, for all of us, we have to have a little bit of confidence, confidence. We're going to get through this confidence that we're, we've been through tough times before confidence that we're going to make good decisions, just, just believing in yourself. So that's the first thing that that confidence leads to commitment. The second C 
where there is no confidence, there is no commitment. Think of it this way. How much commitment would you give to something if you had 0% confidence it's going to work? Right. Well, not that yeah. much because at some point you're like, dude, I have 0% confidence, which means I have 0% commitment or very little commitment. Right. On the flip side, if you knew, hey, I'm going to get through this thing. I'm going to get through this. It's going to be painful. I'm going to, I'm going to make it through. Your commitment is straight line because for most people, their commitment, they're, they're, they're like super in, super out, super back in, super back out. It's kind of this roller coaster of commitment. And in math, the fastest way from A to B is a straight line. So it's what I call straight line commitment where you just sh- you shrink the ins and outs. Like you just say, listen, I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to go straight through this thing. I'm, gonna, I'm committed. Get committed. Stay committed. Go all in. There's no lukewarm winners. Like no one accidentally wins. And so you just get fully, 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 fully committed on your dreams, on your goals, on the overall winning. You know, what does winning look like? Your commitment level leads to competence. Competence is your skills. So imagine this. Talent's the floor. Skill's the ceiling. You want to build skill above the talent. Most people rely on just that original push of talent. You know, they're just like, I don't know. I'm kind of good at what I'm doing or I'm, I'm you know, I, I have an, a, an, an original kind of baseline of knowledge. This is when we got to get good. Right. We got to get really good. We got to build some new skills. We've got to improve. Our marketing's got to, for example, it's got to get better. Our customer service has got to get better. Like we've got to improve. When when you're in a momentum time, whether it's in an economy or in a business and a team, et cetera, it, man, I, it like hides all your sins. Right. Oh, <laughs> you know, like sure. covers all your ills. For sure. When you're in a tough time, it exposes them. And this is when we got to improve and build skill above the talent. Now, the more competent you become at something, guess what happens? the more confidence you have in it. The more confidence you have, the more committed you become, the more committed, the more competence, and you start to spin the loop. Now, what do you do today? If you're hearing this and you say, Kat, makes sense to me. However, you don't have a lot of baseline confidence right now. You're just like, I don't know if I believe in myself or I don't know if I believe my business can make it through this. Like, what do I do then? And the answer, my friends, is courage. It's like a force C. You lean into your courage. Your courage will precede the confidence. You first have the courage. The cur- By the way, what's the courage? Courage is to take the next step. So Jason, when I think back to like that loft of the wife, my wife's parents' garage, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm a grown man. I'm 27 years old. Like, I mean, it's embarrassing. I'm like, right. what am I freaking doing here? I got two part-time jobs. I'm just like, dude, what am I doing with my life? And, but I had courage. I had courage. Even when my confidence was low, I still had courage. I, I was like willing to keep taking the step. Right. There's an old, I, I referenced this uh, in my, in my book. There's an old Bible story. There's a book called Chase the Lion by a guy named Mark Batterson. Mark Batterson's a, a Christian pastor. Mm-hmm. And he tells an old Bible story about a guy named Ben and Nihon. Basically what it says is this. It says he chased a lion into a pit on a snowy day. All right. So ask yourself this question. How many people do you know? that chase lions into pits on snowy days. Right. Like, yeah, not, very, not many. very many. So what does that make Ben and I hot? It makes him rare. And my friends, here's the what you want to think about. Anything that's rare is more valuable. So a diamond that's rare is more valuable. A painting that's rare is more valuable. A friendship that's rare is more valuable. Uh, Jason, you had parents that were rare. That's more valuable. That's really special. So here's the point. Right. We want to be rare. Having courage is rare. You know, having courage in a business, that's rare. Having a leader with courage is rare. So when times are tough, we want to have a lot of courage. We want to be rare. So the lion, the lion in the book, the lion is the dream. The lion is is your vision for the company. The lion is is this calling we all feel in our hearts to be to be the one. People that listen to you, like your podcast, they feel that calling. I know they do because I would 
I resonate with you. You resonate with me. We, it's it's kindred souls. Like we all kind of feel this like part of our hearts of like, yo, I want my life to matter. Right. It's it's just kind of how we're all wired. Right. And I share that with you to say this: most people, when they hear the roar of the dream, they hear or feel the roar of the calling on their life. They ignore the roar or they run from the roar. A person of right. courage runs to the roar. That's powerful. So today, you lean more into your courage to make it through the challenging times. Right. That, dude, that's so powerful. I mean, that, that's, that's huge because, oh, man, like I know so many people can resonate with that, too, and it can help them in many, many ways. So you know, if you're listening to this, make sure you go back and double listen to that because I know I'm going to because I've been, I've been going through this battle. I mean, I, you, know, you feel like you're making all these strides and you're going and like, oh, this is good and like, this is happening, that's happening. And then like, you know, just this last week, we had a uber success like, you know, in Utah. And then all of a sudden, boom, something, you know, catastrophic happened to our Oregon stores. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't win. Like, what do I do every single day? And I'm not going to lie. Like I, you know, got super emotional sitting there balling. Like, what, like, what do, like, I don't even know what, like every day it's like, I have the confidence. I will go back and do this. I can do this. And then boom, get kicked and then get kicked and then get kicked and then get kicked. But you know, I, I, I was just talking with a good friend of mine um, that works with uh, Andy Elliott. His name's Ian Macklin. He's one of uh, Andy Elliott's. I think he's just president of sales. And he's just like, screaming at me saying, you could do this. You could do this. You could do this. And I'm like, you know what? I can do this. Like, I, I, cra it's crazy enough. Like, I, I don't know how I've gotten to this point, right? Like, like the, through everything that I was given, you know, the beginning of this year, in this industry, this market, everything that's happened, I shouldn't be here right now, like honestly. And that's just like, own the truth. I shouldn't be here right now, or at least shouldn't mm. have the company. Like I'm not like that I was going to die or anything like that, but like the company should not be here. No, we've I been able to, to grind it out and make some things happen, but it's just this mental thing. That's like, you know, man, I'm how to go from the best years of my life to the worst years of my life. But then it's like, Hey, it, it, then you read all these stories and it's like good to great. Every company's done this. Every company has yes. gone up. They've gone down. They've gone up. They've gone down. And it's just, it is what it is, but it's, it's responding, not reacting. And, you know, I've had to really work on myself and like, you know, just making sure that, um, you know, I keep myself right, my mental state, right. Like, you know, I've been having to, you know, take, take a couple hours and go do some things that just don't have to do with work to just make sure that's, that's yep. right. But it, you're right. It is that confidence to be able to make it happen. Um, even if all odds are stacked against you, it's the, you know, it's the confidence to make it happen. And that, and that's what I've, you know, struggle with, right? Like where we all do, it's, it's hard to keep it a hundred percent all the time, but when you got, you know, a hundred you know, plus people looking at you to, you know, as far as a company to, 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 to help them out and to make sure that, you know, that, that to me is motivation. Like I, I want people to succeed. I want people to, to have a great life. I want to keep this company going. Um, but one thing that's been even crucial for me is kind of owning the truth, sharing it with some of my best friends and not hiding in a shell. Um, and, and just trying to be like fake because once you release that, like it's been a huge, like even on my social media, um, you know, like you were saying, like putting that reel out there and like kind of changing a lot of my, you know, some of my podcasts, some of these solo episodes to the struggles I'm currently going through. I've had more response from everybody saying, Hey, I know you can do this. I know you can do this. I know you can do this. Yep. And it's been awesome, that. um, to, to be able to feel that. And now I'm like, okay, like, let's go now. Now I'm like, watch me, you know, like, let, let's see what I can, you know, I'll you know, see what I can do. But it is, it's just that confidence in yourself and belief in yourself to be able to, to make it happen, which is crucial. And there was a point I didn't believe in myself. Like I, like I'm sitting here in these meetings saying, guys, we can't do this. I can't do this. We need to, we need to figure out how to get out. Like I'm done. And it was, you know, a, a little bit going home and my wife actually saying like, that doesn't sound like you, like, what are you talking about? And yeah, but it's just, it's, it's, it's mentally, it's hard, but 
you know, you just got to keep pushing through and, and making it happen. And like you said, like, I don't want to be now instead of like my family's success, I don't want to be the person that stops the success, right? Like my, my family's had this uber success and built this name for them. Now I don't want to be the person that stops it. Um, and so now that's motivation for me. So, um, I, I'm excited to, to read this book because it seems like I'm like, there's a lot of stuff in it that, that is very relevant to my life right now. It, it's going to be hyper relevant to what you're going through and it's going to be hyper relevant to what your listeners are going through. One of the reasons I'm, I admire you so much for just addressing this subject head on is because brother, like no one has the courage to, to address it but everyone's feeling it. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like everyone's feeling the same pain and the same lack of confidence and the same uncertainty, uh, you know, of how am I going to get there? By the way, let me hit you with this. This is, this is, this is really applicable to where you're at. Uh, there's five levels of certainty. And question number one is this, guess how certain we all are of things we're certain about. We're really certain about stuff, right. you know, as humans, we're just like, dude, this is the way that it is. So there's five levels. The lowest level is that it's impossible, right? If something's impossible, you're not going to put a lot of effort into it. Right. By the way, impossible means not only is it impossible for me, it's impossible in the world. Like your whole thing of like, yo guys, we can't, that's just like, it's just impossible. Like at that point, right. right? The next level up is possible. And that's what your wife is trying to say. Like, baby, baby. And by the way, your wife you know, you and I were both blessed with really strong, powerful women that yes. reminded us who we really Amen are. Amen to that. Because uh, my wife did the same thing to me. And she reminds you that it's possible. Like, baby, you got this. Like, you're stronger than this. Cool. Uh, the next level up is improbable. So improbable is like, yo, I believe it's possible. Like, in other words, I'm certain it's possible, but I'm also certain that my my odds of this are improbable. You still, hey, we all go through that. Like, yo, guys, it might still be improbable, first of all. There was many times, and I mean many times in my business, it's what's called a watershed moment. I don't know if you've ever heard this analogy. Watershed means the water, a raindrop comes down and it's going to hit the shed. It's either going to go left or right, one way or the other. We had watershed com coming down where I'm like, dude, if it goes left, we're done. Right. It's over. The business is over. And if it goes right, we'll stay. We get to breathe another day. Right. And you're like watching the raindrop and you're like, please hit and land right, right, you know, kind of thing. And we did. And we had a couple nine lives and we kept it going another day. So that's improbable. The next step up is probable where you get to a point where you're like, the deck is almost stacked in my favor. Like it's almost likely I'm going to pull this thing off. And then the last step of certainty, by the way, notice you've been certain about each one of the, sta the stages. Mm -hmm. The last stage is inevitable. Inevitable means it's guaranteed this is going to happen. Right. And I'll share this with you, brother. Check this out. So I was on a podcast recently and the guy said, let me ask you a question. He says, are you an optimist, a realist, or a pessimist? So imagine optimist is like, Life's amazing. Realist is, I'm calling it as it is. Pessimist is, it's worse than it right. is, right? And I said, I said, um, I'm a realist that's an optimist. So in other words, I, I'm i not a, like, everything's great. No, no, guys, guys. But I'm also not a sky's falling person. Right. But I, I, I feel like the first step in business is fi finding the reality. The reality is the best place to build, begin any new business venture. The best place to begin any new decision-making is what is the reality. In other words, give me all the risk, give me all the possibilities, and let's find our baseline reality. So that's step one in any business is finding reality. Right. But then step two is being optimistic. So check this out. University of Pennsylvania did a study, 350,000 participants for over 22 years. And they said that there was a thinking pattern that began to emerge that became predictive of success. 
So we'd all want to know if there's a way for us to think that's predictive of our success, we'd all want to know that, particularly when we're going through tough times, right? right? So you say, what's the thinking pattern? It was optimism. Like these these people that became successful, the, the researchers could like listen to the way they spoke about things, the way they spoke about the world. They found reality and then they looked at it like, yo, we got this. So they were optimistic. Now there's two characteristics. And I think these are characteristics that are important for for all of us that are navigating life and businesses. And again, looking to be the one in our life. Characteristic number one was this. They had unrealistic expectations that they would succeed. Now, I'm guessing, Jason, so let me let me guess here for a sec. Let me surmise that this is a this is an academic researcher doing this study over 22 right. years. So they don't come from the cloth. They're not cut necessarily from the cloth you're cut from. They, they may not have the entrepreneurial gene that you have or the bend for risk that you have, or maybe some of the personal development uh, trainings that you've had or the, or the leadership mentorship you've had as, even as a child. So when they hear your dreams, and by the way, this is for all your listeners too. When, 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 those, when people that aren't us hear our dreams, hear our goals, guess what they think? They think it's unrealistic for you to think you're going to go pull that thing off. It's their unrealistic expectations. And I'm sharing with you that it's okay. like it might right now, Jason, if we looked at your business and I, 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 we haven't looked at it. So I'm, I'm, I'm just using this to illustrate the point. Right. We could look at your business right now and we could be like, whew, pulling this thing off is unrealistic and not, not impossible, right. but a little improbable. It could look unrealistic. That's okay. Right. That's how, that's how most business, business successes happen. It's unrealistic. Second characteristic is this. They said, as they studied them for 22 years, they tried new things until they succeeded. Wow. Huh. The word until can make your success inevitable. Not hopeful, not probable, not likely, not possible, inevitable. Why? Augmentino wrote the great book, The Greatest Sales in the World, and it's a scroll. There's 10 scrolls. The third scroll, he says, I will persist until I succeed. Most people, Jason, they persist until it's hard. They persist until the market shifts. They persist until inflation rises. They persist until the client cu- uh, cancels. They persist until the lawsuit. They persist until the team quits. Right. They persist until it's really challenging. Right. There's something about these crazy optimists that have unrealistic expectations that they somehow persist until they succeed. Now, I'm not the, an advocate for just beating your head against the wall. I Because sometimes we have to go over the wall. Sometimes we have to go under. Sometimes we go around. Sometimes we go the other side. Maybe we find a weak spot. Right. Maybe we find someone else that has a hammer or a bulldozer to get down the wall. Right. The point is we adjust until we succeed. We adapt until we succeed. We read, you know, we read the books until we su- succeed. We surround ourselves with the right people until we succeed. We, 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 we do the work it takes until what? Until we succeed. That's the ones people look back later and they're like, they're these great entrepreneurs. All they did, they had optimism, they had unrealistic expectations, and they tried new things until they succeeded. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's basically the formula, you know? Yeah. No, that, that, that's so true. And it's, it's, I don't know, like, you know, I was talking with this one guy and he was like, look, like, he, I mean, he, he said like, look, nothing, you know, what I'm going through, like, nothing is impossible. You know, one, everything's negotiable, but two, there's always how to, you know, get through, you know, what you're getting through. And remember calling one of the biggest guys, you know, in our RV industry, you know, he's over, he's a, he's a, he's a manufacturer, general manager. And I think he's in charge of, you know, maybe six or $7 billion worth of, you know, annual sales in his division. And he's like, he like started laughing at me and he's like, Jason, this is nothing. He's like, you can get through this. Yeah, exactly. He's like, exactly. you can get through this. And, and, and like to that day, I thought the world was falling. I'm calling him to basically be like, well, I'm thrown in the towel. Thanks for being my friend. And he started laughing. He's like, 
you can get through this. This this is trust me, you can get through this. This is easy. And I like remember looking at my CFO and I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm super confused because I thought this was like Chernobyl. And the guy's like laughing, no, we can get through this. And you know, we it was just a mindset shift, right? Like the, I love that wisdom. The, like the, the the cards were still there, right? Like the, the issues were still there, but it was just a mindset shift that we can get through this. And now it's like, okay, let's find the way. Like he told us there is a way. He said multiple people have gone through this. There's been the biggest, you know, uh, dealership groups, conglomerates have been through the exact same thing. And some of them a lot worse than us, which I didn't know. And he's like, this is nothing. And I'm like, okay. And we just kind of had that mindset shift and got through it. Now we've had some crazy things with, uh, you know, some interesting guy that kind of everybody knows, which I won't name his name in our industry, but kind of has been attacking me and hacking some of my stuff and doing different things to try to, you know, get, 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 get under my skin and get me to quit, but I'm not going to quit. And, you know, we're, we're going to get through it, but it's just, it's just that mindset shift. That's like, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can, because you're right. Like impossible is almost an absolute. Well, is there a chance, like a 1% chance? Right. It's kind of like, you know, my, we and my dad always used to joke, like, you know, we'd up, get upgraded on Delta and your number, like number 45, and there's only 10 seats left. And we're always like, so you're saying there's a chance? Like of everybody or, between or, me and the guy, like I'm getting upgraded. And, you know, well, it's not impossible because something could happen, but, you know, and so we always kind of joke, like, so you're saying there's a chance. And, you know, it's just, it's just time to grind that out and hyper focus. And then also I have an uncle that, Basically, he's he's very very wealthy, very very wealthy. I mean, probably one of the wealthiest guys I've ever met, and he's my 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 wife's uncle. And he was like, "Look, Jason, you know, I, you're going through. Seems like it's not good, and it might be, you know, waking up in hell every day. But I've never seen anybody fail if they if you focus for 30 days, everything that you have for 30 days, you don't do anything else. But for 30 days, you focus, you know, 12, 14 plus hours a day every day for 30 days. I've never seen anybody fail." And I walked away from that Sunday dinner and I looked at my wife and I'm like, for 30 days, you're not going to see me. I don't know. We got a baby coming, but for 30 days, you're not going to see me. And we grinded it out for 30 days with the team. And I mean, we're here and, and it's been, it's been pretty cool. Now we're not out of the water yet, but we, we definitely have changed the landscape of the company, but it's just like, it's just that decision. Like I know we keep talking about before, but really like all these things just come down to a decision and you either can make the decision to throw in the towel or make the decision to keep pushing forward. But it's just, the decision, right? And that's exactly it's, right. It's, it, you know, going back to the, it, having those people in your life that can be honest with you is super, super important. I'm sure, you know, you've had a lot of mentors in your life and the beauty about the industry, you know, we both, you know, I grew up in, you grew up in, um, you do have those mentors that are just, I mean, they have examples of people that have done it and are doing the exact same thing you're doing and just keep helping you push through. Yeah. So I, I teach a philosophy in the book called the rule of 33. And you're actually living it right now. And it's, I think it's one of the secrets for you or for anyone else that's going through a really challenging time right now to consider this idea. So, you, you know, we've all heard, or many of us have heard this idea that you're, you're kind of a, the sum of the five people you surround yourself with most. Right. I think that's the, the, the principle I think is for sure. Right. The challenge I've always had with that is, is you can't just surround yourself with five amazing people all the time. Like, you, like, like life's coming at you. You got, home life, church life, business life, fitness life, you know, your, your uh, activities, recreation, the whole thing. Like it's like life's coming at you fast. You can't just like, just hang out with these five successful people. So, so how do you, what decision can you make right now to amplify your associations to pull through tough times? And here's the way I look at it. The rule of 33 says this, spend 33% of your time with people above you. 
like intentionally with the ones that you're doing right now, that uncle, the, the, the guy that runs the bigger dealership than you, like there are people that are further down the path, more wisdom, more perspective, higher on the mountain, different vantage point. Maybe they make more, earn more, worth more. Maybe their marriage is 20 years ahead of yours. Maybe their, their spiritual life is much more deepened than yours is. Maybe their fitness is at a whole different level than yours is. Point is, is they're just further down the path than you are. Right. Like they're just, they could, they have a different vantage point. They can mentor you. Aristotle says, if I've seen further, it's only by standing on the shoulders of giants. Get around some giants wow. that are 33% higher, right? That's powerful. Second concept would be 33% of your time with people that are basically at your level. So you network, and I'm talking high intention, right? You network and you surround yourself with friends and business associates and, and uh, you know, uh, couples, et cetera, that are kind of like, yo, they got a baby and you got a baby. They got a business, you got a business. Like they're trying to get in shape, you're trying to get in shape. They're trying to balance the struggles they're going through. You got, because you can you can relate to them. You can strategize with them. I was, uh, I was just on one of my buddies' podcasts the other day. Five years ago, Facebook serves up these memories. It was a memory from five years ago that it was, it was, uh, uh, my buddy, Jimmy Rex was in it on his podcast, Jimmy, Sean Whalen, Woody Woodward, and my buddy, Rob Sperry and myself, we were all doing this. We would mastermind once. Oh yeah. I, I saw that on Jimmy's, Jimmy's Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So at the time we were all basically about the same size approximately. Now maybe one was bigger here or there, but generally speaking, we were all kind of that rule of 33. We were the middle 33 and we would, we, we, man, we all like, hey, how do you do this on speaking? Hey, how do you do this on masterminds? Hey, how do you do this on podcasts? Hey, how do you do this with building your business? Hey, how do you do this with building culture and community? But we were pulling from each other and we were all kind of the same size. That's powerful. There's a lot of power there. You can cry together, laugh together. You relate to each other. And then the last 33 are people that are basically below you, meaning they're coming up. You know, right. they're, you have different vantage point than they have. You're further down the path and maybe you make more than them, et cetera. So here's the point. The time that we typically learn the most is not when we're learning, it's when we're teaching. Because when you teach, you really internalize. I tell people, you know, when you teach something, you internalize it. When you internalize it, you own it. It becomes kind of your stuff a little right. bit, you know? And I just started here in St. George. I just started, I call it decades in today's teenage mastermind. So I'm, I'm taking kids from ages basically 14 to let's call it 18. And we're going to meet once a month and I'm going to bring in, oh, by the way, if you're ever down here, I'd love to have you as an example, but I'll bring in people from all over the country that will teach these kids, the next generation of leaders in, in our community and hopefully around the, the country, teach these kids how to, what took us decades to figure out, we're going to teach it to them in days. I love that. And teaching these lessons. Well, there's something about these laws of life that says when you give, you somehow get, or when you lose yourself, you somehow find yourself. There's power in service. Service to many leads to greatness. Power in serving other people and, and getting outside of ourselves a little bit and reminding ourselves of like, God, you know what? I do need to live my teachings a little bit. You know, I know this stuff, but I'm not living this stuff, that kind of stuff. Right. So 33% above, 33% your size, 33% below. Be highly intentional with doing that. And by doing that, that's how you start to amplify your associations to get the insights you need, to get the perspectives you need, to have the mindset shifts and to take different action to where you don't, you know, find yourself, you know, in a, in a, in a spot where time and distance pulls you away. Time and distance pulls you to the dreams and goals that you have. Right. No, that, that's, that's amazing. I mean, that, but it, I don't think I've ever heard it like that. I mean, I've always heard the, oh, you're the, some of the five people you hang out with, so just go hang out with, you know, successful people. Um, but the teaching aspect of it, I think is so true because you know, when I do a lot of my like culture consulting and coaching and, you know, teaching and stuff like that, which I've kind of, you know, kind of put on pause a little bit from, you know, what I'm going through. Um, but I, you know, I 
I'm in it every day, right? Like I know it very, very well. I'm talking, you know, doing this and doing that. Um, so I, I love that. I love the teaching part. And it, and I also love the give back part because it's, it's giving back and helping up, maybe not giving, giving, you know, a, a hand, you know, a, a hand out, but like a hand up, like, Hey, let's do this together. I know where you were. And I was walking the same walk you were walking. Let's do it together. Here's what I found. Like, you know, I can help you. Um, you know, I love that. And I love what you're doing with the teenagers. I would be absolutely, it would be an honor for me to come down. Just tell me you come yeah, down, bro. I'll get them all together for you. I can't even imagine how much those kids would learn from you. Oh man. And I, I've been in, I, I go back to my high school every now and again and, and, and speak and it's, it's a blast because I was not the greatest, greatest kid. Um, you know, I was a good student, but I was not a good, I, I wouldn't call myself a great person, you know, kind of was, you know, dealing with some stuff and all that, but, um, I'd, I'd love to be able to get back. I mean, I feel like from everything that I did, I, re, I, 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 I need to give back. And so that would be a huge opportunity. And I got a, a couple of Airbnbs down there that I, I used twice in five years. So I would love to come down and use them. So, um, Justin, this has been an unbelievable, uh, episode. I cannot wait for this book because it seems so relevant for what I'm going through. And I'm sure that a lot of other people are going through as well. And, and I'm super, super excited to read it. Um, you know, comes out September 26th, everybody buy it. I'm sure it'll be on Amazon, Justin's website. Um, you know, tell, tell us where it's going to be at. Yeah. So it, wherever you fight, you know, get your favorite books is it'll be there, whether it's in the, you know, bookstores, whether it's from Amazon, whether it's on Audible, Spotify. And what I'll share with you, this is this, my friends, the book is meant to uh, remind you who you really are. You're the one. It's designed to teach you a practical roadmap for you to create and to design and to live an unforgettable life so you know actually what to do to be the one today. But here's one last thing I'd share with you is there's an old uh, saying that says, evil prevails when good men, good women do nothing. So my point is this. We live in a weird time <laughs> in yes, like, we our, like country's history and our world's history, you know? One of the things we can do is we can vote with our wallets, dude. You can vote with your dollar. And the way that you vote is you you vote by promoting with a dollar the things that you want more people to see. We need our kids to read this stuff. We need our kids to realize who they really are. They're the one. I share this with you because we have the highest uh, suicide rates we've ever had in the history of our country, and for that matter, history of the world, specifically with young men. We have the highest anxiety rates, highest depression rates, like... We need to remind people that your life has value and purpose and meaning you are the one that all of this sacrifices happen for. And you're, you are the one today. You can be the one today that future generations right. look up and say it was her, you know, it was him. So it's a message that I think we can use for our sales teams. We can use for our children. We can use obviously for ourselves, but we can use to inspire other people to be the one in their life as right. well. I love that. It's such a powerful message and, and, it, and it speaks volumes for for people and you know what you're doing and, and you're you're separating and you're doing your thing and you're helping your kids and helping more people i mean it's i mean the impact that you make when you decided to be the one has you know going to have this ripple effect forever i mean i can't remember who i was talking to i was on this podcast or i was on their podcast and they said that is the only way a human being can be eternal is to leave a legacy that never ends and i'm like what are you talking about and he was like if you the impact you're going to leave on this earth and the ripple effect, it's going to keep rippling forever and ever and ever. I mean, we talk about, you know, people from, you know, the Bible, we talk about people like that, like that is how, and then, but then how many people were on this earth that we have never talked about since, you know, they were on this earth. And so that's how he, you know, and he was talking about impact and the ripple effect yeah. and being internal on the earth 
um, you know, where your where your teachings and like your helping, your impact that just keeps going and going on for generations to come is, you know, that's that's huge. And I know, you know, that's what I believe you're doing. You know, you know, you've affected me in some just on this podcast. Like, I'm about ready to run through this wall because you know I'm gonna be the one, and I'm not gonna be the one to stop it. You know, you know, my family's success, but then also, you know, my like I always say, like my mom and dad's success were their success. Like, I want to have my own my own thing. Nothing against them. I love them to death, but. You know, I, I, I want to be the one for my family, my wife, my, you know, my two daughters, when we just had a baby a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, week and a half ago. And so now I'm excited for that. Uh, last thing, or so Justin, where can people find you on social media, YouTube, you got all, you're all over the place. Yeah. So, so it's either Justin Prince or I am Justin Prince. Like for example, on Instagram, it's I am Justin Prince. And, you know, Jace, like you, I put out a ton of content to, uh, to, to hopefully, you know, inspire you to be your best version of yourself, to, to, to create and design and live an unforgettable life. What I like about books specifically is you can watch the clip, the clip, the clip, which I think is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Super powerful. Like it can help shift your mindset. Right. But a book, someone will put, like in my case, I, I turned 43 yesterday, right? Happy birthday. So <laughs> thank you. So someone will put 43 years of their life into a book you can read in three days or a week. I mean, guys, it, like in other words, it's just all like, it's just this compilation of a download into your mind, right. you know, in an investment in your future. And that's the power of books. One of the reasons I wanted to write it is I was just like, I got to compile all this stuff, all these concepts and teachings and put it into a book that, that inspires that next generation of, of, uh, of leaders and helps people to really, to really be the one in their life. And so that's why I think books are so powerful. You know, whether you're an audible person or a sit down with your notes and, and really read person, it's going to be a book that I think is going to change your life. Right. No, I love that, man. Last thing I want to ask you um, is what does success mean to you? How do you define success? At the end of the book, I, I, I talked about there's two races. You know, I, I feel like I'm a pretty freaking competitive person, meaning I like to win. I don't like to do things where I lose. Right. I like to win. I like to stack the deck and win. And so there's two races. The first race is the race I think we all kind of know, which is making money, building businesses, having influence, Instagram followers. Like you just, it's just fame or whatever. So it's just, it's just the thing that you watch people chase, right? right? The second race to me is actually the real race or what the one that's the most important. And what that's your relationship with your faith, your relationship with your, your spouse, your relationship with your children, the way you treat people, the, the actual impact and leg, the, the impact that your legacy has. In other words, how did you show up in people's lives? Right. And if you win the first race and lose the second race, to me, you actually lost the race. Like the, there was a, there was a real race you're running. Now here's the second part though. The second part is I know people that are like, Hey, I'm broke, but at least I'm spiritual. And I'm like, no, dude, you have gifts and talents and God gave you those gifts and talents, not for you. He gave you those gifts and talents for you to bless everybody else. And so you're playing small is not serving the world you got to step it up. So in other words, you can win both races. Right. You can have all the success in the world and also be a really, really, really fantastic human being and really inspire and lift and, and keep families together and, you know, really serve at a high level. Right. That to me is winning. I, I, that to me is winning. I is winning both races. I, I love that. Justin, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, really means the world, man. I know that you're out there cranking it so hard, you know, doing some some amazing things all over the place. You just had your event in Provo, heard it was amazing, and your book's coming out. Um, so really thank you so much for being on the show. If you like this episode, please share it. Uh, follow Justin on social media. He's an absolute like, like badass guy who has some awesome comment or, or content that really helps 
in all, I'm like, I love to see his family. Like, like what you're going to find with Justin is you're going to see family. You're going to see business. You're going to see what he does every single day because what he's doing, he's actually like what he's saying is actually doing. And the thing that I love about him is, is his family always comes first. He's always posting about his date nights, um, you know, with his kids, he's doing all kinds of stuff. So follow Justin. You'll learn so much. And, you know, Justin, thank you for being on the show. Love you, brother. Appreciate you. Respect you a ton. Super honored to be on. And, and, uh, you know, I'm here to add value to you in any way, support you in any way, be a friend in any way. So dude, reach out anytime. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you so much.